going past Dixon Nursery, an old lady walks out of the nursery and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to hit this lady and she is old and this is not good. So mm. I was like, well, I just had to yeet <laughs> off the curb. How you doing, Shook? I am very good, Daniel. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm doing well, thank you. How's your week so far? Yeah, it's been good. It's been very busy, um, you know, leading up to putting out my first song ever. The which big I'm drop. very, very excited about. Yeah. Um, but it's just been like every day there are emails <laughs> and meetings and just finalising everything and taking care of, you know, I mean, I'm sure as, you know. Of course. Getting it to a release, just making sure everything's covered and then we're doing like a launch concert as well so that on top of it it's just like ah. that's next week right yeah crazy so i'm exciting. low key a part of that yes That'll haven't actually properly announced that but oh i yes. think we just did though we just did i'm joining Shook show next week we'll be there as a special guest yeah at the launch so at, at the abbey mm -hmm. which i'm so excited it'll be like first time performing live for me yeah. Because I've always performed with you. That's very true. Shows, You've so. been a part of the band for a minute now, and now I'm yeah. actually stepping into your live set. Yeah. What's oh, going to be different? What, what what should I bring to this? Um, Definitely rap, first of mm -hmm, all. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't normally happen in my sets. Yeah. Uh, bleached hair. Yep. A nose piercing. Can provide. Uh, you're ticking all the boxes. Height. Got these fresh nails too, like whatever you need. Better nails than me. I, my nails, <laughs> oh, I don't even want to put them out. They're actually gross Please right keep them now. off the table. That's, that's, no one wants to see that. Yeah. yeah, lots of things. Lots of things that definitely just don't happen in my set. Yeah. I think there's swearing in our song too. Uh, it's a cheeky song. It we had that session. Song. When would that have been? I think that was around the time we did the sessions in like in July, maybe. When we first became friends. Yeah, yeah. I ran into you in a in a Zambreros yeah. in Dixon. You were eating a burrito on the floor. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're right. Lucy Sugarman. Hello. And then we chatted. And then yeah, we had a session. It was lovely. And then I think two days before I was doing the first sessions with the band, I was like hey, we need a vocalist. And you were like so down, which I really appreciated, yeah. even though I gave you like a day's notice. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I like had to read the lyrics off my phone at the session. I was, Which was I totally fine. It was fine, but I kind of watched that video. I'm like, ah, because I yeah. hate that. But that <laughs> was such a cool way for all of us to like jam together for the first time yeah, and get to fill everything absolutely. out. So I felt like that roughness kind of added to the vibe for me. Yeah, it was so fun getting to hang out with everyone. It was a really cool experience, especially because like, obviously your stuff is so different to mine. Mm. So I was like, I'm having a boogie instead of being sad piano time yeah and it was so much fun and um yeah getting to you know rework those songs for my vocals was lots of fun yeah really cool so thanks for letting me do that it's been lovely thanks performing with you it's been fun yeah it's been fun definitely now back to the single you've been in the game how long uh, in total man well i started like i can't really say nine because that's like when i was like busking and i just wanted to be taylor swift i think i started like you know looking at it in like a more professional light, probably around 14, cool. 13, 14, I started like recording and kind of getting to the camera industry and doing more gigs and stuff like that. So cool. yeah, what's that like six years? Six years. So six years you haven't put out an original song yet. Not properly. How does how does it feel? It's about to happen next week. Yeah. So it's getting properly released into the world on all the streaming services. It's really cool because like obviously for a while, you know, people are like, oh, you do music. Why can't I listen to your stuff? I'm like, nowhere. Except nowhere. for the voice YouTube videos. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, kind of true though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess like this project, I've been working on it for like two, three years. This particular song? Yeah. This Oh, this particular project in yeah. general, just the sound. That sure. song I wrote like a year ago. Mm. I wrote around my 18th birthday. I remember we drove, me and my best friend Ethan drove back from Sydney that night so I could go clubbing for the first time. 
And when did you write the song? Around that time? Yeah, after around... No, before I went to the clubs for the first time. Right. <laughs> How was the clubbing experience? I uh, don't really remember, to uh-huh, be honest. Uh-huh. But I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. And everyone was like, Lucy's out. Because I'm the youngest in my grade. Because I'm a year younger than everyone. Right. Um, And everyone's like, it's kind of weird that you're here. But you suit it. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a compliment, but okay. But you killed it. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Mm-hmm. ATR on me was thriving and vibing. Um, I think the song like really forecasted what kind of happened in the following few months, but it's fine. You kissed boys because you were bored? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then now I just don't kiss boys. I don't like it. Mm. No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the song's tight. I've I've obviously heard the song Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. It's a really dope. It's kind of like, uh, is alt pop like a fair, a fair label? Yeah. I would say like indie a little bit as well. Yeah. It's got lots of guitars and like a really driving bass line. I think yep. it's quite different to what people are expecting from me. I agree. There's a lot so of sass and character to like it. I hope people like it. I really hope people like it. We can hear a little preview here. Maybe yeah, yeah, watch yeah. the video. Hell I think yeah. Nick's pulling it up. Seems like forever since he's been gone. But I could be better. Yeah, I mean this by the way. Pick up my phone. Good looking group of dudes you got on board for this. I mean very different character yeah. types between each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shout out to Ali, she scared the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yo, next week? <laughs> next week. Next week, dude. I'm so excited. Hell but yeah, yeah, very good looking group of dudes. Very good look. Just a great looking cast, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first ever music video that I've ever dreamt up and mm. been a part of so that was really really cool did you and chris um, kind of build the idea together that was yeah well, it w- well yeah like so it was my idea and like chris kind of let me have a lot of free reign and he would just tell me if something wasn't possible which most of my ideas like he made happen which was so sick sick um and yeah so we had a great team um my friend vandulka which you guys may know as aya eves um came along today and like she's an amazing like creative director and like has her mm. eggs in so many baskets she's like a makeup artist mm. set design styling creative direction she was really helpful with that with really bringing the ideas to the next level um but yeah chris was very lovely and very patient with me and it was like, great really to work le- with her. Yeah, yeah no he's incredible and just makes mm. things look so damn good very polished nice yeah. color grading oh yeah, absolutely very good. and he's so humble and just like you know we've been working together f- since 2017 true um and this is the first video we ever did so he does all my photos all my promo photos cool just an amazing creative um mm. but yeah it was really cool and he loved the idea from the get-go which was really nice Sick. um we also we filmed half of the video and the promo photos in my really good friend Juliet's house, which is like this beautiful sixties or seventies. Really like it. Yeah. Fits her outfit, the vibe yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was featured in Vogue like a few years ago, apparently the house. And like, I thought mom, you mean your shoot. I was like, no, you're in Vogue. No, I okay, wish <laughs> the house was, and her mom's like really into interior design. Yeah. Um, so it's a beautiful house, and then we filmed the other half in this amazing cafe called Kita mm-hmm. in Narrabundah. Yeah, which um. It's an amazing family-run place. Yep. Um, it's an after-hours cafe. 
open 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Um, it's like Indo fusion food. Anyway, I love it. Me and my friends go there all the time because we're all night owls. Um, and they let me, because they're not open during the day, like we could come in and film for the video, which was mm-hmm. awesome. They let me just like have free reign, yep. which is so sick. Um, yeah, love yeah, them. You mentioned you've worked with Chris for a couple of years. Yeah. Was it different working with him on a project for a song compared to just doing shoots? How did that kind of evolve when you wanted to go, this is for boys in particular? Mm. Like, how did that change it? Yeah. Um, well, I think, like, it was nice because we were both comfortable with each other. So we could, like, tell each other when we thought the idea was shit. Or we could tell each other, oh, that's not going to work. Mm. Or, you know, I could be like, oh, I want this very comfortably, yeah. which I think really helps the video. 100%. And, um, we kind of, we understood each other's schedules and that we're both very, very busy people. And like, you know, like I'm working three jobs. He's like working like a full-time job, mm. doing uni, la, 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 la. Um, and so we were very understanding of each other's schedules. Um, and he's just like the nicest human. He's dope. So, um, yeah, it was great. And he obviously, like he knew exactly what needed to be done for the video and like taught me so much about creating music video mm. and all like the logistics. And he wrote out a script he made a script out of like my weird notes and made it look cool. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, cannot speak more highly of that man. Dope. It was so much fun. More videos with him for the for the Absolutely. future. Absolutely, we're awesome. already planning the next. Cool. <laughs> look forward to hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. say too much. Or I'm sure if like for some reason my management find this video, they'll be like, Meh. yeah, Sorry. I will say nothing about the next <laughs> video, but it's fire. <laughs> but you have a music video. I do. I'm also in it. You are also We're in, in each it. Other's music videos. You have a you have an iconic wine pour in this video. Oh, what could I say? <laughs> uh, if, Nick, you made it look bloody Killed good, it. man. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Nick for calling that video. Thank <laughs> you, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, killing all three. This was this was a big project for Nick and I because yeah. when when uh when COVID hit and I'd made the EP, I wanted to do originally wanted to do three full scale music videos for each song in the EP, mm. and I brought that to Nick, and Nick was like, no. Uh, which, which was totally reasonable because it was going to be a lot of work, a lot of investment, which kind of changed the tone of the videos for me because usually I kind of write very like illustrious creative scripts mm. like the Rise video we did, stupidly creative as like yeah. flyers and black eyes and yeah, yeah. bonds. And um, yeah, with this, I kind of shifted the whole tone to make something way more minimal. So there's like this story where the first video is literally just me just driving in a car at night. The second one is me on a mountain with a girl at sunrise. And then this third one was the one where we culminate into like a full music video with a full narrative and kind of piece that together. So it was really cool to, um, to yeah, have for the first two videos kind of allude to this. And now we're like finishing the story in like a really big way with the biggest song in the project. So I'm keen for that. Here's a preview. I feel like we should probably cut it around here. <laughs> we don't want to give away everything. Um, yeah, we so if jump to Lucy's bit, should we? We, mm. could, do, we could do that. <laughs> we yeah, do that just sure. like the little wine pour that I definitely didn't need to be told. <laughs> okay, I knew that, that was I dope. had to do that, but I was like, is there a proper way I should be pouring the wine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you killed it. <laughs> oh. We're close. Oh. I think it's a little bit later. Oh, oh. oh look oh, at all Jack these Singer. beautiful people. Um, we're you also close. had a very attractive cast. Like a very shout out to the fair, man. Cast. Shout out to Gabrielle. Everyone oh that did it. Was, they're lovely. 
You can see Sam there with his cool shirt. Courtney. Courtney killed Everyone it. Courtney's acting was amazing. Cool shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Courtney was awesome. Oh, me at the food. We're just looking for this porn now. It can't <laughs> be far off. Oh! Me look at the alcohol. hole. Look at the carry. Do you work in hospital? I did for you did. a few months there. <laughs> yeah, killed it. No, um, we had a great gang though. Yeah. They were great people. They no, brought that a good was so much fun. It. it was so lovely meeting everyone. And I guess because it was like a house party scene. Yeah. It was like pretty easy. It was just like a normal party really. Just the music was a bit quieter. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And we thought like, because Nick and I were originally going to shoot that at a friend of mine's backyard. That mm. was the idea for that. And then it got rained out, classic Canberra. Mm. And then we had to shift the location. And I was like, why don't we just do it in my grandpa's family home? Because the, the chandeliers, the carpet, like the family photos, it's a really warm aesthetic. Kind of made it, it a bit more bougie as well. So it's nice. nice. It's and nice. I just walked to the house. I was like, wow, there's so much cool stuff here. You hadn't been in the house before, had no, you? No, yeah. I hadn't. Been in the pool house. You but I really think like the minimalist approach, like I just think you guys did such a great job with that. And it was yeah. definitely a case of like less is more. I agree. The color grade was beautiful, by the Yo. way. Like, oh, the vibes <laughs> were so on. Yeah. Um, It looked great. I think aesthetically it was just like phenomenal. And I like yeah. the narrative too. Thank you. It's the smiley face note for me. Gets me every <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know where that came from when I wrote that. It just you know. I mean it's like I think it's a nice reference to um nobody. Ah, interesting call. Not that you meant to do that, but that's no, what I kind no. of the car's a reference to nobody actually, Loki. Well, there you go. <laughs> Picking up on it. Mm. Yeah. But no, I think yeah, the, I like I like the story because the story for me is funny because I my character, this isn't me obviously, I clearly think I've done nothing wrong in the video. Um, I've like, I've gone up, I've, I've left my girlfriend, gone to spend time with someone else, but not hooked up with them or anything, just like chatted in a car and come back and have like this ass assault of like, you know, you've done this, this and this, which is totally warranted. Courtney's like, you've done terrible things. And mm. I'm like, I don't get it. That's why the smiley face is not a phone number. It's just a smiley face. Like mm. I'm like, it's, it's nothing really. But, uh, I like exploring that balance of like, what is cheating? Because to me, spending like a night with someone in a car, not doing anything can be as worse as actually cheating. Um, mm. And I just like I found that, that funny to explore. So it's definitely like emotional cheating. Yeah, I'm definitely a dick in the video. Uh, yeah, so no, I was about <laughs> to say, power player. <laughs> no, but I, I don't approve yeah. of that behavior, Daniel. If you actually did Neither that, do I. this is all fictional. Sure, God, that's a character I play called Boy. It's called Ben. <laughs> 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 yep. um, but you know, beautiful job. And I'm so excited for everyone to see this. I'm really keen. It's out I on, on like, Sunday. I'm yeah. excited. Just like how I felt about Too Late coming out, I think this video like really brings it up. Yeah, you love that song. I appreciate I that. I love man. that song. I love that song so much. Thank it's you. on my on repeat in Spotify, like one of the top ones. Yeah. Yep. I feel like it's going to be one of my most played this year, like genuinely. I appreciate Very that. Very good. We're looking for a remix guest if you're keen. Please, please <laughs> sign me up. I've said this before. I will, I will do the whole second verse. I would like to uh, <laughs> rap. Please. We'd love to hear you rap, Shug. No yeah. one's heard that yet. I'm sure everyone, actually, <laughs> there's this funny cover on YouTube that I private it now, uh -huh. but it's me covering Price Tag by uh, Jesse J and B.O.B. and I do the rap bit. Whoa. To keep the price tag. Nick, can we pull it up real quick? No, Is that it's on private. Take the cash back. Just give me six strings. <laughs> but it's like, I'm 12, so it's like, <laughs> take the Are cash tag and then the cash back. Just yep. give me six strings yep. and a half stack and you can keep the cash. And we, we can stop there, I think. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's yep. next for you? For me, uh, a whole lot of new music. So basically, well, I mean, first we're finishing off the Love Divide. So that video is coming out on Sunday. But I'm releasing a project that I'm excited about called The Live Divide, which mm. is like a live version of the EP and a few bonus songs. Um, so we're going to release that as like a, a bundle with the third and final show with the full band, which I'm keen for. And we've got Genesis yeah. Owusu playing in that set as well, which yeah, would be cool. cool. So releasing that with uh, with Bandcamp. They've got this new touring platform they're doing. So we're going to release that with like a bundle of the EP as well. Going to do that, I think, early December after this video comes out, launching some new merch and then just taking a break to finish off the new music. There's a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. Some more punk stuff that I'm working on. Yes. It was cool for me to kind of like 
put this out and just see who reacted to what songs the most. I feel like Too Late's definitely the biggest song on the project, but I got the most DMs about Feel Alive. Like a lot of people got in touch and were like, I'm really feeling something about this song. And I, it's actually my favorite song on the project too. So it was cool to see that like my fan base and myself were both feeling that track the most. And I guess I've been unpacking what, what in that song exists that I like so much. Mm. And I think it's the, the punk undertones. I hadn't really done anything like that before. So I'm really keen to push my vocal more in that, in that punk direction, bring in more live instrumentation and, and continue that melodic style. Um, so that's like the clearest reference of where I'm heading now moving forward and we'll see. So really Yeah, I'm very, very excited to yeah. hear that. I've been hearing some of the early demos. We'd love to get some sneak peeks. It yep. sounds so sick. Thank you. And I think it's a really cool fusion. And I don't mm. think it's like necessarily the most expected thing, but it just like works in my no. head. Yeah, and down that track. So appreciate very, that. Very cool. Just want to be one upping what we're doing every time, so we're exploring Absolutely. as much as we can. That's always that's always like the goal, isn't it? Definitely. And I think bringing the band into the production more now that we have this like this crazy new live aesthetic, I really want to bring the production up to that level as well. The band is so good. They're in, you're a part of it, yo. They're they're yeah, all incredible. Like, man, you got like some of the cameras best. No shit. So Victor so Rufus, cool. Alex Carter, Josh Bates, Tom Fell, Ali Hockinghow, of course. Ah. Bless Ali. Bless Ali. Playing a show tonight. We're going to yes. check out a Blackbird. Yes. Shout out to her. We're going to run. We're going to scooter. We're going to trolley. Which is a worry because Shug, I don't know if the viewers know this, has recently injured herself quite horrendously on a scooter. Yeah, okay. So let me tell you the story. I love telling this story. Um, So basically, I love the scooters. Mm. I've been a scooter stand since they were literally the day they were released. I'm aware I went of this. out. Yep. Yep. And I was like riding around the scooter having the best time. <laughs> and all my friends were like, eh, Lucy, like, that's so lame. I'm like, nah, stuff you. Went out for coffee with my friend on a Monday morning. It was a public holiday, I think. Yep. Lots of elderly coffee. people around on this public holiday in the maybe, streets. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, anyway, we thought it'd be funny to scooter from Braddon to Dixon. Haha, mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, and then um, scooting, having a great time. Got mm-hmm. to Dixon Shops. So we're like, we'll go to High Road. It's going to be so good. Um, I'm going around the corner at around like 20 kilometers per hour. Not necessarily the smartest idea. Going past Dixon Nursery, an old lady walks out of the nursery and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to hit this lady and she is old and this is not good. So mm. I was like, well, I just had to yeet <laughs> off the curb, hit a car, hit the ground. So I didn't hit the lady. Yep. Sacrificed myself. Yep. You know, it was definitely my fault for going mm. fast around the corner. Yep. And uh, luckily I was wearing my helmet. Everyone should wear their Safety first, fam. Yeah, I see so many people going around on scooters without their helmets. And I've heard of so many friends having injuries since then. Yep. We need a Shug safe safe. Ah, uh, they should sponsor me. They should. I, I always I endorse the scooters. I, I love the scooters, <laughs> but you gotta ride them safely. Yeah. Anyway, so then I hit the car, hit the ground, mm. I look down, my knees just like big and swollen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this nice Canadian couple drove me to Dixon walk in and all the nurses laughed at me. Couldn't walk properly for like two weeks. Yep, you were limping. Yeah. You had bad. a brace or a bandage or something, yeah, I remember. I had something. like I had to have like major rock tape, like so yep. I could places i still went out for beers that night yeah yeah i remember putting you on my story limping around in your little cute pink thing that you were wearing the the brace whatever it was and someone actually replied to my story and was like oh my god was this the girl that fell over at dixon at this time i was in the circle of people huddling around her we were so worried for her and i was like nah she's an idiot don't worry about it thanks man (laughs) (laughs) i just can't believe someone dm'd you about that like what are the chances that's a very canberra thing to happen small world anyway but they were concerned i love scooters yeah how did we get to this conversation no idea oh the gig the gig we're, we're riding going, scooters we're, after we're this we're riding scooter to the gig yeah <laughs> yeah but um it's very very keen to hear new stuff mm. and like i feel like you know 2021 20, hopefully we'll have a lot more chance to do more things yeah 
I think great things are ahead for you as well. Oh, I hope so. I'm super excited. I guess it's like, you know, this is the launch of my project. I'm finally putting out music. I'm finally able to like properly establish myself as an artist. Mm. Like it's been really tricky trying to find ways without releasing music because I wasn't able to. Yeah. Just playing heaps of gigs, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heaps of gigs, just like collaborating, going to other people's gigs, doing a lot of writing mm. um, as you do. That's, that's great that you've built up you. your own your own skill set and your own sound for that long. I feel like that's going to make it a lot. Well, it, I know it's a lot stronger. I've heard it. It's it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's super dope. <laughs> yeah, so, no. So what was the reason that you couldn't release earlier? Right. A lot so of people <laughs> probably want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so basically, I was on a TV show, a singing TV show in 2017. It was like a really really cool experience. I was 15, and um, they. Before you go on the show, you sign off on five contracts for recording, publishing, management, merchandising, and something else. Can't really remember. Um, and obviously, like my parents signed that on my behalf, and they were like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go on the Voice." Like, there's no chance, like, because these five contracts were um, for after the show. Like, they could pick you, so they had the option to pick you. And I was like, "They're not going to option me." I'm like 12 and everyone here is a better singer than me. I'm just going to vibe and be fine. Um, I ended up being like the one of two that were optioned. So they got to option the finalists. You were and, top um, three in top the Top four. Top four, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so they optioned me for recording and publishing with the idea that my publishers were going to A&R me and then in a couple of years, like I'd put out music through the record label. Um, and now the issue there was like everything I was creating, the record label weren't totally sold on. Um, I didn't really get much feedback, um, but, you know, record labels are competitive, the music industry is competitive, it just wasn't, like, the right thing at the right time, but for a while there, I was, like, it was, like, a stalemate of, like, me being, like, I'm ready to release this music, and they're, like, no, oh, nah, uh, nah, um, it was a lot of, like, hurry up and wait, um, and then, basically, during COVID, when I just had all this spare time, a lot of time to think, and a lot of time to, you know, get my sh- together, really, I was like to them, listen, can I just move labels or can I just opt out of this? And then it was a lot of back and forth emailing and then I got out of the record deal but kept my publishing deal because my publishers are great. Mm. Um, definitely like a label deal, something, you know, I'd love to look towards maybe at a later date, but I think because, you know, I'm very early in development of my artist project, um, I think I'm really happy being independent, kind of being free to explore different things and share what I want at the moment. Um, but, uh, that being said, like the whole label deal and the publishing deal, um, it was a great like gateway into the industry. I met a lot of people. I learned a lot about the industry. It was like a crash course, especially at, you know, such a young age. So I'm super, super grateful for that. I'm really happy how everything's worked out, but now I get to like start and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you're releasing a song, big whoop, but people don't get it. Like yeah. it feels so freaking good. Yeah. And I know you pushed really hard to put the song out now. I know that there was there was definitely room to like yeah. early next year or like yeah. plan things out more. Be like, no, emotionally, need this, you need to put this out. emotionally, I was like, I have to put it out this year. There was a lot of delays with that and trying to finalize everything. Mm. Um, but emotionally, like I was, like, I have to put this out. And um, the distributor I partnered with, Ditto, they've been like, yep, we love the song. We think you should put it out next year, but we understand we're gonna like you know go as hard as we can and cool. we'd love to do your second single as well lovely um so they've been really helpful with that um i got a manager on board his name's rory he's a bloody legend Shout out rory rory oh i would not have been able to do anything without rory like yeah. he really helped me like step it up um so yeah everyone's been working really hard to get it across the line mm. um i have a great team so i'm super super excited about it yeah yeah 
And why this song? Obviously, you've made quite a few at this point. Why did you just want to put out first? Yeah, so obviously, you know, two, three years of not being able to put out music, but I could still write. I was still doing sessions with Heaps. some really cool producers and writers. Um, I think, yeah, so there was a huge range because I would go into a lot of sessions and they'd be like, what's your sound? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, I'm just vibing. And I really, like, my philosophy was let, let the song go wherever it goes, you know, like, really just don't force anything. Mm. And I think given such there was such a long time working on this music, it all started naturally kind of forming and I'd start writing a similar song or like a similar vibe. Um, and I felt like I Want to Kiss Boys Because I'm Bored was a really good middle ground start to the project. It wasn't like too crazy pop, but it wasn't too dark, sad piano. Yeah. It wasn't too depressing. It was a bit more sassy, it was a bit more grown up and I felt like it was a really nice entry point in which I could go either way with the music I was creating. So mm. like there's there's a whole story, there's a whole narrative that I have planned awesome. with all the songs. So I can't really say too much and I sure. hope this makes sense without giving too much away. It definitely but does. yeah, I felt like um, sonically and lyrically and conceptually, it was just like, it was like really the, the median mm. of everything else. Um, and I felt like it would attract like both kind of audience. I would appreciate both the two sounds that I'm kind of working with at the moment. Mm. Um, so yeah. And I think I remember coming out of that session being so excited and I'm still excited about that song and I'm still excited about the next song. I'm still excited about the next song and yep. it's been what one to two years since I've mm. yeah been written those songs and I still love them. So that's always nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, because, yeah, I guess my trajectory by comparison, I was, when I first started making music, I was putting it out straight away. I was putting out, like, a song mm. or two every year sort of thing. So I was very immediate with, like, finishing songs and putting them out. Did you feel like there was ever a point where you were working on them for so long where you were like, okay, this is, like, the deadline now and it has to be done by this point so that you're not perfecting it for too long, I guess? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I didn't know what was going to happen with my contract. I didn't know what other people's plans were. And it was kind of dependent on that at that point. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to write it and then move on to the next thing. Cool. And I think that was nice because I was really able to focus on writing. Mm. And it gave me a lot of time to, again, develop my sound and my skills. And, and you're not in cycle. You're not pushing releases yeah, and doing marketing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It came very naturally. Mm. And I was just doing what I love. Like, songwriting is my favorite thing in the whole world. Mine too. Um, well, it makes performing me or songwriting for you? Oh, I think both. I think they kind of go hand in hand for me. Yeah. Because I used to write songs to perform them because I didn't really, wasn't able to, again, put them out. Right. And like songwriting is my favorite thing in the world. It also makes me want to bang my head against the wall. But it's like that thing that I just turn to all the time. It's my way of figuring out what I, what my head's doing. Mm. It's my way of coping with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and getting my thoughts out. It's definitely a huge, huge emotional outlet for me. Do you approach um, writing when you when you're like say approaching an idea? Do you have do you have something you know you want to get off your chest and something you want to explore, or do you tend to write songs with no I guess no clear intention and then unpack them afterwards and be like, oh that's what that meant. That's what the, I I feel this way about that. Like is it more like post writing or is do you go into it trying to express and explore something in I particular? Think my favorite thing about songwriting is that it happens differently every time yeah. for me. Yeah. And um, I'm able to kind of do either. So mm. I want to kiss boys because I'm bored. It was one of those ones where I unpacked it after. Especially because... Oh, I'm bored. I want to kiss boys. Uh, no, but it's not like that. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of messages about the song. It's like, oh, is that really what it's called? I'm like, no, you'll get it. Yeah. And it comes out, I promise. Um, yeah, I think my favorite thing is that it does happen differently every time. Mm. 
uh, I think lately um, it's been a lot of unpacking afterwards. Me too. That's why yeah. I asked the question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, you know, last year writing, a lot of the time it'd be like sessions and yep. we'd only have a day to, you know, get a song down and do mm. something. So it would be important to me to come with an idea, come with a concept and then flesh it out. So a lot of the time when I'm writing in a session, it's not necessarily coming, you know, super easily. It's not necessarily flowing. Interesting. I get, I pick a topic and I think of everything I can think of to do with it and then think of different ways I can say that, different adjectives, different words. Right. And then I try to pick out like a really strong word that might represent what I'm trying to write about and then surround the song around that. Interesting. That's like my formula when things aren't necessarily flowing. Okay. Um, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have that know, plan, I guess. Yeah. Do you have to turn to craft? At a point, even mm. though my favorite type of writing is one where you just kind of like write and you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, for me, it's feeling driven. Mm. Just like reading the energy of the person or people you're with. Yeah. And like, I definitely have to write about stuff that I am feeling or stuff I've had an emotional reaction to. Sure. Um, but last year when I was doing lots of sessions, I started doing sessions for other people. I did an Afro camp at the beginning of this year, like pre-COVID that we wrote for other people. And um, I was in Canberra with Diesel. Yeah, was so that I was with Diesel yeah. and Brie Clark. It was cool. really cool. Met some awesome people on that camp. But um, we did three sessions over two days mm -hmm. and like each set, like you did one session for you and then and the two other sessions would be for other people. And um, I think that was a really cool exercise of that whole craft thing because I was trying to put mm. myself in someone else's shoes. Um, I'm totally going off on a tangent. <laughs> um, Not at all. Yeah, but I think lately when I've been doing less sessions and had a lot, we've all had a lot more time to think, mm. um, it's been a lot more of that subconscious kind of right yeah which i think has been nice i've enjoyed um, it yeah and i think like given all the time off i was really thinking myself to the ground <laughs> like i'd confuse myself in my own brain yeah or overthink a situation or be like unsure of what i was feeling and so i did a lot of writing about that and it'd be a song that would take shape over like two weeks and then i'd get to the end of it and be like oh that's what that's about and that's what i'm feeling okay that makes sense now <laughs> yeah yeah um do you yeah. think the um like the record label process for you ended up being a, pr a pressure that made it harder and doing these like specific sessions rather than uh being able to do it whenever you want but you were like mm. boxed into these times and stuff was that a pressure just having that label yeah connection so yeah yeah so there was an element of the whole label thing that did feel like a pressure um i think the sessions that were set up by my publisher which is different from the label um they were kind of like, oh, you're a child, like, just do things. They're like, they didn't really, no one gave me any sort of creative direction at all. Mm. I think I was like, they were just like, oh, yeah, you can write songs. We'll put you in some sessions, see how you go, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, it must have been pretty daunting. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, it was at first. But I think, like, you know, I have very rarely met any, like, genuinely mean musicians. Everyone's nice. Everyone gets it. Mm. I think one thing I learned and was told when I'd go into these sessions, like these with people I admire, they'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Or they'd be like totally normal. I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't actually know what the plugin is for this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And these are like people that are making awesome music. I love, I've had those encounters which too. Which I just loved. And I think it was nice just getting to know these people on such a, on a personal level. Mm. So in that sense, um, you know, the musicians that I worked with, they were like, oh yeah, we'll just like see how the song goes. And it was like really collaborative and really cool. And it was a really amazing space to work with these professionals, to work with these um, incredible writers at the same time developing myself when I didn't necessarily know exactly where I was going or what I was doing. And there, uh, most people were like really accommodating and lovely about that and taught me so much. And a lot of the time would step back and kind of let me 
take control of the song. Mm. Like Langs did that, right? Did yeah, that was amazing. That that was one of my earliest sessions, and yeah. that was the, the session I was most nervous for that week because I'm a huge Langs fan. I'm such a huge spiritual man, dude. Spiritual man, I'm such a fan of him. Me. And I don't know, that session was just magic, and he just goes to me. This song is like my favorite song in the session I've done in so long. And I was like, that is huge coming from you. Yeah. This is it. Um, oh. I remember you sent me the, uh, I think the demo of this for the first time. And I loved the uh, the illusions of nature, like the images. That, that was powerful writing. Thank I really enjoyed you. that. Yeah. Thank you. I was really proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is in Spiritual Man, there's this, there's this, um, very clear enunciation Langs does with his vocal and I heard it with you when you were announcing your T's and the ends of words as well and I was wondering if that was like something he guided or if you just did that my old see me fanning out over Langs right now I'm such a <laughs> my old singing teacher um he was very very big on diction so I'm very very big on diction cool. if I can't hear the words in the song I just get annoyed mm -hmm. so I remember actually I did a take and um he's like oh yeah that's fine like for a demo I was like can't hear my T's. Can I just redo it? He's like, you know what? I appreciate that you said that. Let's redo it. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you brought that up. I'm glad yeah. you noticed. 100%. Because he has so a lyric in, yeah, in Spiritual Man. It's like, I think the word's back in the chorus and he goes, and there's like, he like holds the word. I've done it recently as well. I've, I've focused on that enunciation too. I think like it's important people can understand what you're saying. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, when you're writing cool lyrics. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh yeah. this was dope, man. This was very good. Yeah, so I did this with Matt Barnes. Shout outs, man. Great dude. And, um, Scott Holgate, who did this amazing cinematography. He was so, so good. Yeah. The shots my, are lovely. Yeah, this one's my favorite shot. And my sister's cello teacher, Gillian Pereira. True. She's an incredible cellist. She's actually going to be at the show. Can I, I want to meet her because you know, you know so I'm going to play the cello again, right? She's That's so happen. lovely. Oh, and she just brings this special energy to the song. Cool. Where the cello comes in this video mm. gets me every time. But um, yeah, I yeah, I was super proud of that. Mm. You did a great job. That was also in Juliet's house where we shot. The oh, the Vogue, the Vogue, <laughs> Vogue house. We'll I also it. shot um the I want to kiss boys because I'm boys stripped. Do you just version. live at Juliet's house? I like actually do. Yeah. They are so <laughs> good to me. Paul Mott the that. Paul mowed the whole lawn for the stripped video. Like he's like, yeah, it took like. Two I didn't days. see any lawn in that. No, for the um, um oh sorry, I want to kiss boys one. Yeah, I forget it. Yeah, I've seen all this. Happen soon. <laughs> Very dope. Excited. Yeah, that was you. You had some cool like energy in that video. It was like real cheeky, like shoulder movements and shit. You're like shoulder movements. I'm bored. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I think back to your question. Sorry, totally went on a tangent. Um, <laughs> in the hot sessions, there wasn't pressure, but I think in my mind, I was like, I want this record label to like my music and want to put it out. So I mm. was trying to kind of shape it in a certain way and that was always in the back of my mind um and i was really thinking in like a very industry way which is like you know you got to think got to think about the industry and networking and but what sounds are current yeah that that goes into it absolutely yeah. but i think for the stage that i am currently i'm just trying to figure out my that sound and like what i'm doing it just it definitely was pressure it definitely kept me in a box at times yeah and it took me a while to kind of dismantle that way of thinking. Mm. Um, but I think I'm slowly getting out of that, especially now that I'm like, oh, I can do what I want. Ha <laughs> ha. And you're letting that up. liberate you in your creative direction, yeah, which is sick. I'm just excited to put music out. I, I know. 
<laughs> no, no, in the best way. I know. That, that should be the focus. It, like yeah. you said, it's so easy to get distracted by like the game you have to play as an artist in the industry. Really, mm. the key thing is growth and nurturing your own sound and creative fulfillment. And it's very easy to get distracted by that. Absolutely. It's because like, I mean, I'm sure you can agree, like the music industry isn't always the best place. In fact, it's a very, it's a very easy place to get screwed over. Mm. You know, it's very money driven as most industries are. People have got to make a living. I get it. Um, but, you know, the industry can be really crap, but I think the fact that we all keep doing it and keep on that hustle and keep creating and keep wanting to make it work is a testament to, like, mm. the power that music has. It's like, today <laughs> today I got asked a question by my PR person. They're like, oh, yeah, like, do you have anything you do outside of music that we can, like, you know, <laughs> link to maybe, like, a different angle? Sure, you scoot. Thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, I don't have a personality outside of music. Like, I literally yep. don't do anything. I mean, I thought I had to really think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do this and I do this and I do this. But, like, it's such a huge part of my world. What do you do outside of music? Well, uh, this year I didn't get to do it, but I really love skiing. And I've been skiing since I was like No four. shit. Yeah. I would love to take you on on the slope sometime. Okay. No, it's on. You reckon? Have, do you ski? Absolutely. Do Absolute. I don't board. I ski. Okay, good. Mm. Not the boardest. Do you board? No. To be honest, snowboarders like they look cool until they're just on their bumps. Yeah, and try to stop on a snowboard. Like good luck. Yeah, good luck. Also, oh, sorry, like waiting, here. waiting at the lift. You're just like, come on, guys. Right, take take your leg off. Yeah, no, that's too much. Yeah. Sorry. No, my mother is a beautiful, elegant skier. She used to ski in the in the seventies. Has like a beautiful mm, stem. Christy just flows down the my slopes. My dad is very good. What isn't your dad skiing. good at? Yeah, my dad's good at everything. Papa Shug. So is my mom. Actually, my family are all so much cooler than me. So my dad does, he races cars and dirt bikes and mm. does his car. I've seen the Porsche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my mom's like a downhill mountain biker. My sister does outdoor ed. And my parents go windsurfing all the time. Like they think, oh, they've gone windsurfing tonight, actually. Wow. They've gone to the coast for a day. Wow. And they went on Sunday, Monday. Mom came back for work. Now they're going windsurfing again. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are all They work so on beehives? Yeah, they do bees. And they have chickens. I feel like the next time you get asked that question about what are your hobbies, just throw in like all your parents' hobbies. And yeah, you'll, I know. you'll have like an article I for those. I literally don't do it though. I'm <laughs> the black sheep of my family. Yeah. They're also outdoorsy. And I love the outdoors, don't get me wrong. I love being outside. Do I like mountain biking and hanging out with chickens? Not really. Neither do I. That doesn't yeah. sound appealing. <laughs> um skiing so do skiing yep. i've been really really getting into yoga lately like legitimately yoga like core strengthening yoga. yeah i love it it's very relaxing yeah um and has really helped with my fitness and my mm. flexibility um what else do i like i really love fashion don't necessarily always have the budget for it but mm. i really enjoy sustainable fashion and depop and op shopping and putting together outfits and developing my style and picking out clothes for my friends. Mm. I love that. Yeah. We've had some good finds together actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, otherwise all my other things that I do are music related. Like I was talking about how I love graphic design and I do all my design and I design my merch myself. Like I just do it myself cause I didn't have time to get someone else to do it. Yep. And I, I love art and taking photos and things like that. Um, but that's always been for the purpose of, my music project mm. <laughs> so yeah, i've never really done it outside of music but you know yeah. i feel very blessed to have a thing that i love to do and i think that drives my life because like i don't know i guess like especially during covid you know at least i always had something to do i was so lucky yeah yeah <laughs> and music will never leave me 
<laughs> that's a very morbid statement. But you know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be there. Me it's too, like very me too. consistent. Yeah, I can't ignore it. Which I rate. Mm. And if I'm in a bad mood, just listen to some hype music and I'm like, yeah, life's fine, man. Yeah. Did you find you had like when, when I guess, I don't know, the COVID moment happened, it was like, oh shit, the year's going like this. Do you feel like you had a, a moment there where you got more creative all of a sudden? Um, There was like the first few weeks I was like... I think the first week I was like, oh, doing lots of walks. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, my government sanctioned daily walk. Yeah, yeah. Say hi to someone on the mountain and they'd stay away. They'd walk like a 10 yeah. meter radius around. I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. No, I got I got two calls the same day. I lost my hospital job and then my agent called and was like, hey, like I'm not an agent. And I'm like, oh, shit. So the whole plan for the year just dissolved in a day. Yeah, and I, was like, I remember. I remember being in the folk festival office on the Friday when they were the last festival to make a call that they were cancelled because they were coming really You soon. were going to headline that, right? Yeah, so I was the Damn. youth ambassador. I had a bunch of gigs lined up and a bunch of stuff. Like, that was my main income for, like, the first half of the year. Yeah. And um, I was in the office when they were, like, trying to make the call to cancel it and the phone was just going off every two seconds. Everyone was, like, high attention. Yeah. It was very intense to mm. be around. And I remember, like, yeah, everything was getting cancelled. It was just, like, very surreal. Yeah. Oh, Particularly 10 out of 10 did not rate. <laughs> yeah. But then after a few weeks, I was like, all right, well, I upgraded my studio gear. I started teaching myself a bit more production, which was super fun. And cool. like mixing vocals. And I really had the time to watch the 30-minute long tutorials. And I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do. Mm. And I cleaned up my desktop and cleaned my room and cleaned all my files. And I sorted out my contracts and my finance just because I was like, i got nothing else to do. Yep. I can't put this off now. Yeah, exactly. So it was actually very productive in that sense. And I think um, we're very blessed to, well, for me and a lot of my friends in my circumstance, like, you know, I live with my parents, so I didn't really have to worry too much about finances, which I was super, super grateful for. Yeah. Um, and, like, mum's a chiropractor and they own two clinics and we were able to stay open during that time. Obviously, it was, like, was stressful and... But, you know, I kept working. So I was considered an essential worker. I was a frontline worker. Mm. Um, and it was really interesting because, you know, people would come and they'd be like, this is my only outing for the week. And I'd be like, yeah. far out, man. Yeah. You're wow. talking to me. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I it, it was hard. I think it was more hard for me seeing other family members struggle. So my uncle's a pilot, international pilot. Hey. And Still? obviously, well, no. Yeah. And they've had to completely change their life. And now they're working hospitality. They've got a Vietnamese pop-up and he started brewing beer. But, like, you know, that's it's still so uncertain. They've got a mortgage and two kids mm. to provide for. Yeah. And what they thought was going to be their living just... Mm. Um, and you hear about, you know, families who just aren't, aren't able to be there for proper grieving time. Like, yeah. they're not able to send off family members. And, yeah, I think that was really, really hard to see. And, you know, yeah. like only one visitor in the hospital. Kind That's of insane. You forget about that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it was just like, I think the nice thing was everyone was kind of, you know, understanding and there for each other, especially here. I think everyone was very like, we need to band together and sort this shit out. Mm. Hit, hit the nail over the head. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely paid off, especially in Canberra. And now coming back stronger than ever. Man, Canberra's the best place to be in the world right now. For real. hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone be walking around. Where are that, what, 500 people gatherings outside now? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, we're very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to throw a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we are fortunate well, to be I am here. moving out, so. Yeah. 
Congrats to you. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what's that happening? I, Friday. Yeah, right. I don't oh. know who decided it was a good idea to move out in the middle of the pandemic, but... We'll see how it goes right. for you. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm curious to see how the creative process goes from here, if it like keeps up or not. I find when I am away or having to fend for myself, I'm more productive. Interesting. When I really have to worry about myself. Like last year when I was going up to Sydney for those sessions, I'd be up in Sydney for like weeks at a time by myself. Mm. I was like on it, on the ball, on yeah. top of everything, replying to my emails, keeping up with finances, cooking for myself, being like boom, boom, boom. Big vibe. Working every day. And then I got home, I'd just be like, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. I always um, get this energy being in Sydney. It's just like, mm. it's just such a bigger place. There's more, there's so much more happening. I always get kind of daunted by that at first. And I'm like, nah, like let's It's nice let's to be here. there, but it's, it's always amazing to come home. Definitely. Like the camera music scene and the camera creative community, although it is smaller and it's still d- very much developing, it's been really nice to see it develop over the years. Mm. I think my favorite thing about Canberra is that there's not... In, well, I haven't really felt it that much. That air of like competitiveness or like you're my competitor. No. Everyone wants to show up for each other and everyone wants to see each other do well. It's like if anyone in Canberra does anything, we're like, woo, Canberra. Exactly. And I think exactly. that's my favorite thing about here. Mm. And everyone wants to collaborate with everyone. Yeah. There's no sense of like, oh, I'm better than you or I'm better than you. Like no. It's a very open and welcome space. Yeah. Which I really like. And there's awareness now, man. Interstate, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Canberra. Like, there's Canberra. that tone around it now. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. coming up. We'll Watch out, everyone. Now. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. And I think, you know, all the, I like the hospitality industry and the tourism here and, like, everything, you know, it's really developing. Obviously, we're getting more people, but, like, there's so many great venues mm. and cafes and restaurants and just attractions opening and cultural stuff starting to happen. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I would just love to see the broader industry recognize Canberra more personally. Mm. I think the talent and the culture here is so unique and so diverse across so many different genres. Mm. I would just love to see, yeah, the broader industry pay more yeah, attention. Yeah, I really, really hope that starts to happen. It will. It will come one it will. day. And because I'd love our to stuff be is getting too to good. The music is just getting too good, man. To yeah. yeah. There's so much great stuff coming out of Canberra. I updated my Canberra playlist last oh. night. Yeah, so I have a whole playlist of just camera music and mm-hmm. I love sending it to my interstate friends. I'm like, guys, look, check guys, this. check it out. And they're like, wow, this is actually so sick. I thought there were like three people in camera. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I will always be the biggest camera advocate. Absolutely. And like my Sydney friends are like, I don't want to go to camera. Just come to Sydney. I'm like, no, come here. Let be me show here, you. Be here, experience it. And they're like, yeah. oh, this is actually kind of cute. I'm like, yeah, mm. we've got a nice lake and lots of trees. Yep. Got Questacon. <laughs> And dope people working in the music scene behind behind the doors, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Dan How Valentine, Joel from Hands Like Houses doing amazing stuff oh, for they us. They are killing it. Yeah. Um, so lucky and grateful to have people like them. Who yeah. Are just like the nicest people ever, but yeah. also just such huge advocates. It's very exactly. Cool. And Joel particularly being an artist and being in a, in a band himself. Joel does everything. I know. I'm Actually, Superman. I admire that man so much. Me too. But it's very like, inspiring. You know, you, we have a session with him. He's like, yeah, man. Just <laughs> chilling, riding the vibe waves. But it's also like the hardest working, most yeah. beautiful soul. Definitely. But then I like see him all the time just riding his bike around Baden Braden. Just like on his bike. Just like, yep. oh yeah, go to go to Messina. Yeah. Very smoky. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he's put together a, a writing camp for us, actually, which yeah. we're doing in a couple of weeks, which I'm, really, I'm pretty sure I can announce. I don't think that's like a thing. I think um, so. Yeah, well, but basically Joel's put together... It it's okay. <laughs> but he's put together this amazing thing, which I think is going to become like a great thing for Canberra in the future, where where it's kind of like a... um, 
I guess you'd say like a, a mid-tier songwriting camp. Like I feel like there there have been plenty for like emerging artists or first-time songwriters, but there's been nothing for people at like, mm. I guess an intermediary level looking to like really evolve their songwriting and take it further. So he's provided a space for us in Michelago for like a few days with like just us and producers <laughs> engineers. <laughs> it's going to be rough spending two days with you, but like aside from it, it's going to oh. be uh, pretty, pretty fun, I think. Wow. <laughs> well, no, no. Jokes aside, I'm very keen to actually sit down and yeah, write with nah, you undistracted. Shut up. Um, okay. I'm very excited for the writing camp yep. to write with other people Not that me. I haven't written with before <laughs> who don't annoy me and don't wear three clashing patterns at once. Wow. Nails. Yeah. You questioned and the drip have the other day. Presumptuous hair on Presumptuous. Yeah. How is this presumptuous? Do elaborate. <laughs> um, I don't actually think it's presumptuous just because it's your hair. So Thank you. Yeah, so it's yeah. presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. Totally fair. Um, um, no, but jokes aside, I'm very, very excited for that. I think it's a really diverse um, musical range. Yeah. Um, there's some amazing writers going. It'll be super fun just getting to It'll know everyone. And I haven't done like a writing camp in a whole year. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. And it's a beautiful property out there too. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Joel was showing me photos the other day. It's so nice. Damn. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. And we get fed. Oh, huge. That's a plus. Vibes. And do yoga probably. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna tell Joel to tell everyone to bring yoga mats. Good idea. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yoga. I mean, yeah, I've been. I've mostly been meditating during COVID, but we've done yoga recently, and I've yeah, yeah I see the potential in it. I really, I like it. Yeah, see, I don't have the attention span for meditation at all, and I find yoga. I, one day I'll get there, but yoga for me, because it's something physical. I'm focusing on my body. Yeah, I can turn my mind off. A lot easier. It's interesting because I, I, I guess I was firstly exploring stillness through, I guess, just stillness itself, like silencing yeah. your mind a little bit. Whereas the idea of yoga is that it's a physical trigger to reach that point. Mm. It's a very different process to like sitting and meditating and being still mentally, which I, I like. There's like a lot of tension and release and it's like, yeah, it gets you to a similar place, but it's a different, different vibe. Every time I meditate, I fall asleep. It's because you, you take naps all the time. I'm going to get you into meditation though. One day, one day. I at the, at the retreat, I'm going to get you into it. Yeah. What if I want to talk to people and spend nope. time nope. with people? Nope. You need, I mean, you need to. This will be like such a, it'll be a large gathering of people. I haven't yeah. had heaps of that this year. So, nah. Okay. Yoga. Okay. Group yoga. I'll just meditate on my own. in the river. Yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, it, no, it'll help you a lot creatively, I think. It, yeah. There's a lot of benefit to it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I downloaded a, a meditation app, actually. I got Calm and doing deep breathing and mm-hmm. stuff. But then calm is really good. Actually, yeah. if there's anyone watching that wants to start meditating, Calm is great because there's just a breathing exercise, which is like a wind bell chimer that just tells you when to breathe in and out. And you just mm-hmm. listen to that in the sound of a rainforest. And that's like, that's how I started doing it, actually. Uh, and my phone died one day and I just went without and then didn't yeah, look back. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, and if you're looking for a yoga app, recommend Down Dog. Yes. Um, it's amazing. And none of the workouts are ever... Oh, my card's on. Um, none of the workouts are ever the same. So they're all randomly generated every time. Cool. Which is really cool. And you can set like the how long you want, how long you want the Savashana, which is like the lying down bit at the mm-hmm. end, which is my favorite bit. Uh, you can change the music, yep. the sound levels and the voice. And they've done this really cool thing during COVID. It's like, they're like, um, if there's any way, like, you know, financially... You're not able to necessarily afford this subscription. Like we're happy to help you out when you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you just fill in like a little questionnaire. So that's been really cool for me because obviously as a musician, you know, we're not doing that many live gigs and everything's costing a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but well, um, thank we'll you find to ways. our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got to let you guys go. 
Oh, you facts. Got, you got a gig to... Oh, we do. We do have oh, a gig. my God, it is yeah. too. So thank you for coming in. Cool. Thank you for having us, Nick. Thank yeah, you again thank for the work on so the video. for having us. Sorry that I just talked about yoga for like no, the last no, no, 10 no. minutes. <laughs> keen for your release, man. Yeah, keen Very for excited. your video. Hey. So excited. Big vibe.